I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today, I have Colleen Hildebrand on the show. Colleen was born in New Orleans, Louisiana in 1969. She seldom left her home state where she still resides. She received her BA in secondary English education from the University of New Orleans in 1990, raised her family, and then earned her Master's of Arts in English from Southeastern Louisiana University. She continues to teach in the public school system. Her first book, Into the Ether, is out now. Welcome, Colleen. Thank you so much for everybody who has supported the podcast. So there's so many ways you can support the podcast and the work that I'm doing. One, you can spread the word about the podcast. So share the podcast with someone you know, repost my anything on social media. If you are a therapist listening to the podcast and you have a client who you think would benefit, share it with them. This podcast has grown completely organically. I've never done advertising. I've never done anything to boost the podcast. It is all because of you all sharing the podcast. And we are coming up on a million downloads, which is amazing. Other ways that you can support the podcast is through Patreon. So if you would like to become a patron, you can go to Patreon, put in Dr. Amy Robbins. You can find different tiers to support the podcast at the $5, 10 or $20 level or any other denomination. And my $20 supporters do get once quarterly Zoom calls with me. They've been fabulous. For a while, I was doing them for all the supporters, but now I am closing that down to just the $20 a month supporters. I really want to honor those who are really committed to supporting the podcast. So thank you so much. And I just want to point out what a difference this makes for me. The podcast is just supported by me. Uh, I don't have advertisers yet, although I would love some. I don't have sponsors, although that would be great. So right now the, the podcast is supported by you all. And I'm so grateful. If you benefit from the podcast, if your life has shifted or changed as a result of the podcast, please help me continue to help you have on these great guests. Also follow me on Instagram, Dr. Amy Robbins. I love hearing from my listeners, trying to do my best to be quick to respond. And lastly, rate, review, and subscribe. That is super important. Um, podcasts show up in people's algorithms is by other people subscribing and rating and reviews being higher. I also love reading the reviews. So you can rate the podcast, but you can also review the podcast. Thank you all for all of your support, for all of your love, for all of your helping to collectively raise the consciousness of this planet. I am so incredibly grateful. Thank you. And I just want to say that I am honored to be in such remarkable company, knowing the guests you've had in the past, I am truly just amazed that I'm sitting here with you. Thank you. And we're all people. We all have stories to tell and yours is amazing. So let me backtrack a little bit. So Colleen reached out to me actually as a ghost story. You, you sent this whole long email about your experience with your daughter and her ex-boyfriend and really had like a Romeo and Juliet star-crossed lovers quality to it. 
And I reached out back to you and said, this sounds like I need to have you on the show versus just read your story because it's such a remarkable story of love and love transcending death and signs and synchronicities and these viral experiences that you've had on TikTok and Instagram as your book has gotten closer to the publishing date. So tell us a bit about Abby and Ryan and a little bit about their love story and then really about your love story with Ryan. Abby met Ryan her senior year in high school in 2015 toward the end of the year and kind of kept it quiet from me for a bit. He was a 22-year-old Marine stationed overseas at the moment. And when he came in town, that's when she finally told me, hey, I've been talking through social media to this guy who happens to live just right around the corner from us, basically about 15 minutes away. Um, I wasn't thrilled with it, but fine. So they remain in contact. They don't see each other in person other than over a handful of days when he returned from deployment. In March of 2016, his father passed away. So he came in town. I got to know him as my husband did as well. He went back in November of 2016, though, things really turned. He went out and had a an episode of I guess, combination dissociative episode of PTSD and drinking too much, got into an altercation, ultimately um, was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon when he punched an officer or broke an officer's orbital bone. He immediately went to county jail. He was actually convicted. And she continued to be faithful to him throughout all of this in terms of her support and her love for him. It wasn't until he was sentenced really um, and got a five-year sentence for this that she realized she was only 19 years old. She ended up breaking up with him. It was pretty amicable, all things considered. And she asked me if I would stay in touch with him. I have to say that I had been feeling those nudges He served his sentence. He and Abby broke up. He and I began a correspondence that I swear touched on every emotion there can possibly be. Although he does have a family, he has siblings and he has some aunts who love him very much. And he didn't have his parents. His mom passed away when he was 19 in a violent manner. And his father, of course, had recently passed. And he asked Abby when they were going through their rough spot, if he could call me, which was really unusual because, I mean, by default, I'm my daughter's mother, mm-hmm. but he did. And we had a conversation. I could tell right away that this was a young man who wanted to do the right thing. He was having a lot of trouble figuring out what the right thing was, which was understandable given the hardships of his past compounded by his deployment So we continued this correspondence from 2017 through his release in 2019. After 2019, he was in San Diego serving his probation. He made sure that he did everything right. He paid his restitution. He got a great job. He was going to school. And then, you know, he had begun a new relationship and he and Abby resumed contact as friends And so in the summer of 21, 
He was in an accident over the 4th of July. Ironically, it was almost a year to the day that I had finished drafting the book. This book about him had been written before he died. Yes. But, and this um, book was is really about the evolution of their relationship and then your relationship with Brian. Yes. It is, though, also the events that enabled me to understand what each of them was going through to forgive a whole lot where most parents would have said, you must be crazy. This, this guy is a felon. You can't go out with him anymore. But when I started thinking about, well, who is he really? And how did he get there? And why did he get there? Just because he's not my child doesn't mean that his life isn't worth as much as my own child's life. I was driving to work one morning and a certain song came to mind, just stuck in my head. It's not a sad song. It's just a popular song from the 90s. Um, Champagne Supernova stuck in my head and it made me tear up. No reason in the world that song should make me cry. Later, when I pulled into school and finally getting the song out of my head and I hear be a mother to him just in my own voice, but like not from me. And now I kind of understand what I was hearing as spirit guide communication, perhaps, or Maybe even his mom. I don't know. But it turns out that Champagne Supernova, Ryan told me, was the only song that his mom actually downloaded before she passed away. And it was one of her favorite songs. That was one of the small synchronicities throughout our collective relationship. And the lesson that I emphasize in the book prior to everything that happened subsequently so that you have to learn to let go and to accept what the universe has for you. The very first line of my book in chapter one is, you know, I'd like to tell you a story, but you should know from the beginning, I don't know how it ends. And that couldn't have been more true. Mm-hmm. I certainly did not see his death at the end of the relationship. And honestly, now the relationship's not over. It continues And I chose this title well before he passed away too, (laughs) but it continues in the ether. Tell us what happened with his death because it was an accident. It Um, was an accident. It was. I had been texting with him all day about the book. You know, Ryan's always sending me the most unusual things. He had sent me one a few weeks before about the universe and about um, stars and it got into light and photons and talked about how the bigger the star, the faster it burns out. And my response to him to that article was, so my takeaway is that it's better to be a photon and live for a long time than to burn out as a a star. So that seemed Mm. relevant. Very like premonitions almost. Yeah, Yeah, almost. And then opened Instagram at 8.52 I had received a message from one of the friends that he was with saying, you know, hi, Colleen, this is so-and-so. There's been an accident. Ryan Freeman is headed to the hospital. At the same time, you know, my phone starts lighting up. Abby calls because his other friend had called her. Abby had already contacted Ryan's family and let them know. And the next morning we flew to Arizona, which is where he was for the party. He was in a level one trauma hospital with a broken neck um, after a diving accident. That week, unfortunately, 
was the most time that I spent in the same physical location as Ryan, maybe almost five years that we had known one another. It was a strange week. There were lots of emotions. A lot of his friends came. There was solidarity there. There was this recognition that the people that Ryan loved should love each other. You know, in some ways, there were blessings that came out of it. And there was still a lot of a lot of misplaced emotion and, and hurt and confusion and all of the things that come with a, a tragedy, a sudden tragedy like this. To make all of it even the more tragic, just not even a full month before, maybe a month, he had just had his record expunged. Mm. He had served as an inmate firefighter, which made him eligible for that through a new law in California. Um, he had been named to an honor society at San, Di San Diego State, and he was doing great. He was poised just to have this unbelievable life. My book, I even have a passage about his risk-taking behavior. He was a young man full of mischief. There's a passage that talks about how it seems that he's racing to some end that we'd all rather not see. Um, while we were in Arizona, Abby and I both had, I think all of us, everyone there who loved Ryan probably had some experience that they can't quite explain. I felt like I was hearing him struggle with what to do, like being in and out of his body, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. At one point, the representative from the organ donation was speaking to a group of us. And this is not my personality, but in my head, I hear what I can only describe as a somewhat inappropriate joke about organ donation. And I just had to walk away and nobody knew why I walked away. But anyway, I feel like that, that was Ryan. That was Ryan trying to lighten the mood. And of course, ultimately he, he passed away on July 11th. I came home the day before. I was not able to be in the room with him. Only family and a few other select people were. So Abby did stay and she called me that night almost immediately, the next day, the next couple of weeks, I just kept hearing him and what I was hearing. And I've spoken to one other friend of his who was not there at the time, who said he felt like he was hearing him too. He's, I'm still here. I'm still here, which mm -hmm. led me to do something I have not done in all of my life. And that was to contact a medium. We had just a phone call, not even a Zoom. So she had no clue of who I was, what I had been through. Um, on the form that I filled out on her website, I simply gave her my phone number and said that I just felt compelled to do this for the first time in my life. She called and brought Ryan through immediately, which was kind of confusing to me at first because my brother passed away when I was 19 and he was 24. So when she said, I have a young man here, and she said that he was showing her that he couldn't breathe, my brother drowned. So water was involved in both. And then she was talking about, is he musical? Well, Ryan was, he played guitar. Um, and my brother was just kind of a, a music lover. So I was like, oh gosh, I'm still a little bit confused. And she said, he's showing me drums. And then I knew this was Ryan. Although he played guitar, he knew that Abby and I have a mutual friend who is a professional drummer named Ryan 
So it was the recognition of the name. And she told me all sorts of accurate things. And that's where I really began doing my homework and reading and learning and understanding what signs were and that they are real. And I have received so many signs. I have asked Ryan, the first thing I asked him for was, okay, if this is real, if I'm really hearing you, please show me clouds in the shapes of hearts. And I started seeing them. And then I'm like, okay, you're getting too good at that. Show me the outline of a heart. Started seeing those. I asked someone named Ryan to cross my path. I'm really in communication with you. I need a Ryan to cross my path unexpectedly. Then second semester, I have a boy transfer into my class whose name is Ryan, who's from San Diego, who designs tattoos, who plays guitar, who's saving for a motorcycle. And the parallels just continued down to the handwriting. I literally pulled, I did. I pulled out an old letter of Ryan and one of the students' assignments and looked at the handwriting and was just like, oh my gosh. I also had a misdirected delivery brought to my door right before Christmas. Evidently, a neighbor ordered some pepper jelly and it was from Ryan's kitchen. (laughs) My phone pocket texted my other daughter once um, while I had been having a conversation with her around the holidays about Ryan. It just texted her, my on point mom. While that's not a claim that I would make for myself regarding my relationship with Ryan, I would never claim to be a mom to him, he on more than one occasion said that I was like a second mother to him. And he was definitely my fairy godson Mm -hmm. and more so than ever now. In fact, I read Laura Lynn Jackson's The Light Between Us and Mm -hmm. Signs Mm -hmm. throughout all of this TikTok phenomena. (laughs) Laura Lynn Jackson responded to Abby. People were tagging her in Abby's video. So she eventually responded to Abby and then I reached out to her on Instagram and she responded to me and I'm just kind of overwhelmed. How is this happening? So I told you that I had that one session immediately after Ryan passed. Then I met with her again as I was struggling over what to do with my book. Should I self-publish? Should I find a publisher? She said, just sit tight. You're in the right place. I know you feel like you should be doing something but the timing is right. Something is going to happen. And she said, Ryan is showing me spring, flowers, greenery, something's going to happen in the spring. In the spring, out of the blue, one of my Instagram followers messaged me and said, hey, do you know about Lebovier Publishing in New Orleans? No, I didn't. So she told me maybe I'd like to look into them. So I go to their website. I send in a proposal. That's who I'm with. That was in the spring perfect fit. And then um, I received the first proof copy, advanced reader proof copy, the day that Abby filmed the Dragonfly video while we were outside. What's most amazing is that when Ryan was alive and we were having that conversation back in July of 21, literally the day he passed, he was telling me things like, You wrote it, leave it to me and Abby to promote it. We have the followings. We know how, we know so many people. We will take this to social media and we will promote it. 
he has kept that promise. Mm. It's just amazing. And what was the significance of the dragonfly? For her 22nd birthday. So I was like, Abby, I'm going to paint something for you. What do you want? She says, paint me some kind of an insect because she, she has a tattoo on her arm. She has all of us represented as insects in the family on her arm. She loves bugs. So, so I say, okay. So then the next time I talk to Ryan, I ask, right. So if you were a bug, what kind of a bug would you be? And he says, blue dragonfly. Mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't say this. And I know you have quite a following, but now I put my foot in my mouth and have to say it before I painted the dragonfly. I just painted words and it was all about how we are, the three of us kind of united in this book. And no matter what happens, always will be a part of one another's lives. And then I painted the dragonfly over it. I have the goosebumps from, I mean, this whole story, <sighs> but tell people who might not know a little bit more about what happened with this video that Abby oh posted, gosh. which That's was nice. really to show this dragonfly that was... Yeah hovering right it wasn't leaving it was there right it was like hanging out looking at you so we were outside dealing with a a household problem we were standing facing one another and this dragonfly was flying in figure eights between us and she just looked at me and said mom and i said i know we have so many signs all the time we don't know exactly how to explain it to people but Anyway, it was flying. It wasn't leaving. It was landing on one iris and then jumping to the next flower and then coming back. And I finally went inside. And after I went in, she made the video and then she posted it on TikTok. And later that day, she called me up. She says, you're not going to believe this. My dragonfly video has over 500,000 views. So we sat down and we watched it and we watched it steadily climb and climb not incrementally, but like by thousands within minutes. And ultimately it just continued to grow on TikTok until it had over 4 million views. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of large Instagram accounts picked it up and it got even more recognition. My own Instagram account doubled in four days I was um, watching it to see what happens. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I it's mean, so I fun used, to watch, like it how is, it all works it together. And it was so funny because I used to have like follow rules. And now all of a sudden, I don't even know who's following me anymore. So I feel bad that there are probably people I would love to follow back. But I'm so overwhelmed by it all. Mm-hmm. I just haven't even begun to go through it. I have tried to respond to any messages. I have so many followers from Brazil now that my publisher has actually found someone to translate my book into Portuguese. So it's just, it's just crazy. It's, it's not crazy. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Well, and I think it really speaks so powerfully to the power of love. Because I think that that is what you had for Ryan, this intense love, even though he wasn't your biological child, the love that you can feel when you open your heart to someone else and that that love transcends, transcends death. It does. It does. And I had a handful of experiences throughout my life when my brother passed away. I had a visitation dream. 
Um, I didn't know that's what it was at the time, but ironically, the day after I had it, my good friend who was considerably older than I was at the time and more spiritual um, to non-traditional spirituality, she asked me, did you have a visitation dream? And I just looked at her and I immediately knew what she was talking about, although I had never heard that term before because I had had one the night before. And then when my dad passed away, I had that same feeling I had with Ryan of conversing with him, hearing, hearing that voice in my head, which, you know, it was him, but it wasn't coming from outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had that. And then I found out and talking with my sister, she was having almost the same conversation with my dad mm-hmm. when he passed. Looking back after I've learned so much over the past year, I have had some little markers in my life that have probably positioned me to be exactly where I am, literally talking with you about these sorts of things. And I just didn't know that that's what I was feeling. When I closed my book, the final chapter of my book ends with what I believe now in looking back is that the, and when I say intense sorrow, I don't even know if that captures what I was feeling. The night I finished it, I was sobbing my eyes out. I think I felt premonitions of the end, the real end, Mm -hmm. his death, which I now know isn't even really an end. Mm -hmm. It's just a different, different way to exist with one another. And I see the signs, the voices that I hear as learning a different language. Mm -hmm. And I think every, everyone goes through this. It's very difficult as learning any languages, and most people probably opt not to pursue it because it challenges so much of what they traditionally believe, and I've opted differently. Ryan's death has opened up spirituality in a way I could never have imagined. Mm. I think all of that is somehow implicit in my book, even though I didn't know that's what Mm -hmm. I was writing. Mm -hmm. First of all, thank you for sharing with us. You share so beautifully and so authentically, and I'm sure that is going to come through to everybody who's listening and for sharing really this beautiful book of love. And I had to go back and reread your email that you sent to me after the book, because I was like, wait, how does this all fit together? And, And yeah. Yeah, when I when I was reading the book, it really did feel like this spiritual journey. And so I think that there's just beauty in the journey of life being spiritual, I think. And I think that's what the book captures. That was its purpose to kind of show an example of the struggle towards unconditional love. Mm-hmm. There is an afterward, which brings readers up to date, I guess, as much as it could have been for the time period. And yeah. that's the only, the only place that his death is mentioned. But yes, um, I am overwhelmed with gratitude. And I mean, there's still a part of me, I think in all matters spiritual, the word ineffable comes up a whole lot. Mm -hmm. I don't have words to, I mean, I've written over a hundred thousand of them, but I don't have words to describe what I feel over all of this now or to logically explain it to anyone. It's beyond that. Yeah, I think it's something you have to experience. And then after you experience it, rather than dismiss it, you have to embrace it. And if you embrace it and attempt to cultivate it, 
it grows Mm -hmm. and you become just so much more aware of creation and connection. And, you know, that's always been one of my mantras. Everything is connected. Mm -hmm. And that's very true. So Colleen, if people want to learn about the book, if they want to order the book, which by the time this airs will be available, I'm assuming anywhere you get your books. Can you tell tell everybody where we can find you? I am on Instagram at c.hildebrand underscore. I also have a website, colleenhildebrand.com. It's on Amazon in various formats. And we are starting the audiobook. I don't have a hard copy of the book yet because it wasn't out. I want an <laughs> autographed copy. We will do that. I can make that happen. The book is called In the Ether, A Memoir of Holding Space. So many amazing synchronicities, synchronicities woven them. together. Well, Colleen, thank you for sharing this beautiful story. And Ryan, thank you for sharing yes. this beautiful story and making sure that it is heard. I have to thank Abby, too, for being OK with my putting her life on a stage for the world to see because she had to agree to all of that, too. Uh, But thank you for inviting me. This has just been a delightful experience. I'm sure I'll probably not have too many more like this, but I appreciate it. Absolutely. When I get that, like, this feels like more than just a ghost story. I'm like, I got to follow that. I got to see where this goes. So I'm so glad that I was guided to you to talk to you, to bring your story forward for more people to hear. So thank you, Colleen. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.